0: A mentalhealthjourney.com. Hi, guys. Hope you're well. It is Connor Stone here, the founder and content creator at a mentalhealthjourney.com. A happy February to everyone. I hope this third of your year has gone pretty well. And if it hasn't, there is another 11 months to bring it up a notch or two. So don't be too worried. So, I have done two podcasts so far this year, one on alcohol and mental health and one on social media mental health and thank you for your kind messages about both I hope you enjoyed them and if you have any questions about them do let me know the first podcast I want to put out in February is one that I've been wanting to for a long time but wanted to just hold off as long as I possibly could so that I could be a bit more certain in my views of the subject and have a little bit more personal experience in the in the area so today i just want to talk to you guys about medication and anti-anxiety and antidepressant medication so i just put up a blog on the same subject up on the website so you can get that at mentalhealthjourney.com forward slash blog forward slash medicated me if you'd rather read than listen to myself which is always fine So I really just wanted to talk about what my thoughts about medication were before I started taking it, kind of why I held off taking medication for so long, and then just my journey on medication since I started and what I think of it now. So I suppose I worked on my anxiety and depression for two years before I took my first antidepressant. I started on sertraline in June of 2019, after a tough period of of depression, and then I swapped to fluoxetine, which more people probably know as Prozac, in October 2019, and I've been on 20 milligram 20 milligrams of Prozac or fluoxetine ever since. And um, so, for people that might not know, the kind of breakdown of antidepressant medication. Today DPs in Ireland and the UK would usually look to SSRIs or SNRIs when they're prescribing medication for anxiety and depression. In most cases the first medication they would offer you would be a type of antidepressant called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors and essentially this meditation works by increasing the level of the chemical serotonin in your brain And serotonin is essentially your brain's happiness chemical and SSRIs work on the basis that if you're depressed, your brain is less able to produce or to absorb the same amount of serotonin as the average person. So the idea behind SSRIs is to just bring you back on level par with the average person in terms of that absorption and creation of serotonin. So... They're essentially just used to bridge the bridge the gap between someone who's depressed and and someone who isn't depressed. And the most commonly prescribed versions of these are, citalopram, fluoxetine, uh, Prozac, sertraline, um, and a few others. I've listed them all on my on my blog, and I've I've had experience of two of them there so I can kind of comment in somewhat of an educated manner on those two but um, I suppose as well as medication there there's a long list of treatments for anxiety and depression there's therapy which I've just spoken about in a previous podcast there's exercise which is an obvious one there's CBT cognitive behavioral therapy which again I talked about on my therapy podcast there's mindfulness uh, there's meditation there's eating well uh, drinking less and just general lifestyle changes. So I guess in the two years since like in 2017 when I started my kind of journey with anxiety and depression. Um, I had two years of trying literally all of these things before I went near medication. Because I wanted to see if I could feel better naturally. And I wanted to educate myself before I took anything and i suppose to put that into context like when you start a course of antidepressants you are signing up to 6 to 18 months of of taking a pill every day and if people who know me well now that i'm a forgetful enough guy so this kind of scared me in in many ways because you have to be quite strict with taking it like it is quite similar to if you're on any birth control or um you know if you have anything like you know diabetes or asthma or anything like that you do have to take your medication on a daily basis and you have to be quite uh, regimented with it and I just wasn't sure if I was able to do that and um, on top of that my mom and my counselor they're about psychotherapists so they come from a very human focused perspective on on mental health and mental health recovery so they think that you generally don't need medication for um dealing with most mental health issues so you can deal with them through talk therapies and through the kind of lifestyle changes that I mentioned earlier so whenever I brought up the idea of medication with them they were fairly anti um, so I think it was probably between me being scared of the commitment and also just their influence of, of two people who were very important to me um, those two things together just kind of made me hold off for so long two years is, is quite a long time before making this decision but um my experience of going to gps in ireland was that they didn't have that same hesitation Um, the first two times i went to the gp in ireland the first time i like I, I was just having headaches i i didn't even think i didn't even register that i was anxiety to depression I show up and they chat to me for a bit and it's like oh you might have a bit of anxiety you know and then I left with a prescription didn't really know what it was I thought it was like a headache <laughs> prescription or whatever it might be and it was an antidepressant and I was like oh that's a bit weird so I didn't take it because we didn't even talk through the process of what it was and its side effects and how long I would need to take it for and then the next time I went to the GP was kind of probably a few months into me starting therapy And I was probably at this stage and I'm sure if if you've been through mental health issues you you will come across this where at the start there's a lot of hope and then you know from that initial release of and relief from talking and making these lifestyle changes but then there there's a slowdown and your progress becomes quite minimal uh, and it's it's very, you know, step by step or two steps back, one step forward, that type of thing. Um and i was just frustrated with that type of progress so i went to my gp and again without a huge amount of consultation i was prescribed to and you know it was a short chat about how i feel probably in there for like 15 20 minutes no recommendations really beyond then no mention of the lifestyle changes i got handed the prescription and then i left with a box of tablets um later on you know i'll get to this but i found out that i can't even take citalopram because the inhaler that i'm on so that showed that you know you just have to come into these situations in an educated way because sometimes your gp isn't going to make the right decision so you just need to be able to challenge them and i wasn't at that time so i'm glad that i i didn't actually take the medication at that point um i think part of me probably thought that you know by accepting the prescription of antidepressants and starting them, I was nearly making my condition official. Uh, like I was signing up to an eighteen month contract with my depression and I think there was still a naivety and hope at that stage that I'd just wake up, you know, a day or two later and it would all be a flash in the pan and I would have been fine and it would have just been a short little period in my life, but um I now know that that isn't the case, but again, it just led to me not taking it. Those those two times I was pres- prescribed. Um. So, like I said, you guys know from my post in my podcast that I have tried most things uh, there are to try and make myself feel better, but last May, April May time, I I still went through. Well, it was probably the toughest bit of depression and extreme anxiety that I've ever experienced. Um, I know that I, I had tough times when this all started with my panic attacks in Southeast Asia, but I think the short term nature of being away then, six weeks, was different to I was living in London, you know, had a group of friends over here but maybe not my best friends and my girlfriend and my family are still at home and I just felt quite alone like I was going on it alone which was a different experience and it was it was very very difficult and I hit a point where I felt I, I really needed to consider medication at this stage uh, given I was doing as much as I could really to feel better and, and I still wasn't quite there so I, I went to the GP and decided to do something and we spoke and we decided that i would go back to ireland for a week to rest up and reflect and then return to london start my first antidepressant and go back to counseling because i'd taken a little break at that stage and then i enrolled in a cognitive behavioral therapy course with the nhs and they were three of probably my most important decisions on this journey with mental health by the time i started medication then in june of last year uh i knew a lot about it and how it could potentially affect my mind and my body and that was important to me um because those first couple, couple times that i went to the gp i didn't know anything about medication and i was probably prescribed the wrong thing and i you know I looking back at it now i thought that it was kind of um unsafe practice in some ways so it was nice to when I went to the GP in May to know so much about it and to be able to have a good challenging um, debate with the GP before leaving with both of us feeling comfortable. So to educate myself, it, if you are considering taking medication, you know, I talked to doctors, I read articles, I watched videos and I listened to podcasts. And one of the most helpful pieces I consumed, and there's a link to this in the blog was an episode of caroline foreign's podcast she's a great podcast on anxiety called owning it the anxiety podcast and an episode from early last year had her interviewing a psychiatrist and together they they just walked through each of the commonly prescribed anti-anxiety and antidepressant tablets Um, they talked about what they do what type of side effects they might have and they talked about when they might be suitably prescribed. So, whether you you know have anxiety and panic, whether you have OCD, whether you have bipolar, all this type of thing, and that really helped me uh, when I did eventually go to speak to the GP, because I knew from listening to that podcast and from doing my my research that I only wanted to try SSRIs, um, because there is less potential to be addicted and, and have a, a strong come down when you when you do eventually come off them. Um, I knew that I wanted to try sertraline or citalopram to start uh, and I knew what dosage ranges I, I was willing to take. I knew that I didn't want to go above 100 milligrams of sertraline. So uh, again, that reassured me and my GP and it helped us to make the decision for me to start on 75 milligrams of sertraline in June 2019 and like most uh, a lot of SSRIs certainly is used to treat depression OCD anxiety and PTSD and I wanted to begin searching because it is one of the more modern forms of anti-anxiety anti-depression uh, medication and tends to have less severe side effects than most of the others. Uh, the side effects can include tiredness nausea insomnia indigestion sweating and reduced libido but most of these are supposed to level off after your first four to six weeks of taking the medication Um, obviously not everyone is the same and some people can experience heightened anxiety and suicidal thoughts during the first few weeks on an ssri Um, so because of this my GP over here in the UK was brilliant and, and made sure that I went to visit in the first month every week and go back and review. And then after that, every two weeks, just to, to make sure I was doing okay on the medication and we could make changes if, if needs be. So in terms of the side effects, and I think this is probably something that most people query when they um are looking at taking medication, so my first week on team was an absolute torture, and uh, I used to credit to what I imagine addicts go through during withdrawals, Um, I remember there's an episode of, of House MD, where he goes to, uh, well, I suppose, it, 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 he had gone a little bit mad on the pills, and had to detox, and he was seeing everything, and he was you know, out for the count, sweating out of bed, you know, scrunched up, um, just looked in utter pain and that's how I felt, you know, it was just uh, sweating, nausea, insomnia, indigestion, heightened anxiety, uh, so not a fun time essentially and this tapered off in fairness after a couple of weeks and then mostly went all together after a month and then I stayed on the same dose up until the end of July but... Even though the side effects that I mentioned had settled down, um, I didn't feel hugely improved from when I started. Now, when I started, I was because I was very depressed. I was very, very tired, like with such low energy, and that improved. I was able to like have lunch with people again. And I was able to, you know, socialize a little bit more with my roommates, but. Beyond that, I didn't feel a huge amount better. Um, and I. that's what you have to really compare yourself to. Just because the side effects are gone doesn't mean that you're better necessarily. You really have to compare yourself to how you felt before you began taking them, anything. So what I did, and I spoke about this before in a, in a previous blog, um, my counselor and I decided that I should record how I felt on a spreadsheet every day just so that I could remove any recency bias and then I could give myself an accurate reading of whether I was improving or not. So I have details of that in the blog and I pretty much go through a number of of categories in terms of how I'd measure how I'm doing. so it would be stuff like you know how's my depression today, how's my anxiety today, how's my energy today, how is my sleep uh, and then I would look at did I exercise today, did I meditate today? And then I put a little note just to kind of give context to the day and be like, well, I upped 200 milligrams of sertraline today or I uh, swapped medication today or I had a heavy day at work or I was out last night. All this just so, so I can look back through and be like, okay, well, there's a big drop there just for that particular reason. So through the spreadsheet then, I found that my energy was definitely better. But at the same time, I felt wired and uneasy and that isn't really what I wanted from my medication because it felt really close to what my anxiety was in the first place. So my GP and I chatted and in July of 2019, towards the end of July, I made the decision to increase my dose then to 100 milligrams of sertraline and that was better. Um I had some good days on the hundred milligrams of Sertalina because I know that the week after I started taking it I was in Barton um volunteering, had a great time. Then I went to Italy with Laura and had a great time and felt pretty normal. You know, I was able to yeah have a few drinks uh, on my holidays and, and feel normal and not be you know dying the next day or anything like that. Um but I just didn't feel, you know, I I stayed in it for another three months, and I just didn't feel natural on it. Um, I just had all this energy, and I I as I said, I didn't have that when I was depressed. But it was the type of energy that I couldn't switch off. Um, I was just wired all the time. It wasn't like where I wake up in the morning and I have energy, and then I can fall asleep at night. It was like I was when I was trying to get to sleep, I was full of energy, and it just didn't feel right. <coughs> Sorry. chest infection (coughs) on top of everything else need some medication for that um so because of that um you know i felt like i was coping but i just wasn't thriving and i did want the chance to thrive so in october of last year uh, after four months in searching i moved to 20 milligrams of of prozac or fluoxetine and the move to Floxine was smoother i didn't really have that kind of withdrawals feeling dr house feeling um, and maybe that was because my body had had four months of experience with artificial serotonin at that stage and um, so even though it's a little bit different it, it would have had somewhat similar experiences and now uh, this is the reason i, I want to hold off for so long because I, I wanted to have a full perspective with this i didn't want to talk about it too early in case it improved or disimproved so I've been on Fluox team for four months now. And to be fair, I'm feeling the most normal I've felt since the beginning of last year. At the beginning of last year, I felt like I was doing pretty well. Um, I don't feel great or anything. I just feel like I'm back on an even playing field uh, with the average person. And, you know, that's a that's a nice feeling. I'd say Fluox team has just helped me to have a regulated energy pattern in my days um i have the energy to get through work to exercise and socialize and then i'm still able to get to sleep by you know 10 or 11 o'clock after a bit of love Island, and yeah i still get tension headaches wired days sleepless nights moments of despair and, and negative thoughts but everyone experiences those from time to time um you know when i began taking my medication i was in a place where I would have let those bad days take over and turn into bad weeks and bad months and it would just never end. I think what medication has helped me to do is to properly engage with all those other treatments that I mentioned at the side of the podcast. Therapy, exercise, CBT, mindfulness, meditation, good diet, less alcohol. And I wasn't doing all that in May because I was so tired and I was just so overwhelmed. It was just taking over my life and I just wasn't able for any of that. So now, when I feel off, I can do all of those things to recenter myself, which is fantastic. Um, so, I, I do have a lot to thank medication for. Um, and it has definitely helped me. But if you're considering medication, just don't rush into it. Um, talk to people, educate yourself, try lifestyle changes and counseling first. See if that can make a difference because you might not need medication. and You don't want to sign up to six months to 18 months on something that you don't necessarily need. Um, Being in a position to challenge your GP. Don't just accept what they say and build a support base around you. You know, tell people that you're going to take this and help them track how you're getting on and make sure that you're okay because it can be difficult in the first few weeks for sure. Um. Like, it, it won't make things better on its own. Like, I, I need to state that medication isn't a magic cure. And I hope that that has been illustrated through my story. Um, Like, I'm sorry to say that in my experience, like, nothing is a magic cure. Um, all medication is, is something that can bring you back to level power. It's a tool to add to your mental health work toolbox and to help the other building blocks of good health be put together. And in my opinion, that's all it is. So... I'm sure you have loads of questions and so if you do fire away send them to me on any form of social media Um, be happy to talk to you about it again don't just take the same medication as me because I'm on it go off do your research see what category you fit into talk to people and you can work it out that way but don't rush into it and don't be expecting miracles but if you're if you're really in a rut and you've tried a lot of stuff it can definitely help so um yeah i i really hope things go well for you i hope you guys are having a good year so far and um i'd love if you can if you're enjoying this to subscribe to the podcast leave a review um and just keep following so thank you very much and have a lovely week good luck bye A mental